you have to be able to tell a story that's compelling that um, dives into where you're passionate. Welcome to your personal branding podcast with Bernard Kelvin Clive, your number one career and business podcast in Ghana, bringing you expert interviews and insights into personal branding, personal development, and publishing. Now, here's your host, Bernard Kelvin Clive. Welcome to another edition of your personal branding podcast. I'm your host, Bernard Kelvin Clive. My special guest today is a career strategist, international speaker, award-winning author of The Bounce Back, career coaching at Career Coaching 360. My guest today is Sherry Thomas. Sherry, welcome to the podcast show. Thank you, Bernard. I'm, I'm honored and privileged to be here with you today. As a pleasure, I treasure. <laughs> Sherry, let's get started. Let's look at a little bit about how you got into speaking career. I mean, your career itself, how Sherry got into all this. Then we delve deeper. Yeah, yeah. I have... Um... I have been in a few different industries. I've worked in a few industries. So I used to be a disc jockey in a radio wow. station, a couple of different radio stations, actually. Wow. Yeah. And then, um, and then I was in television. I worked in television for a few years. And uh, then I went into the finance industry. And I've actually been working now at a company, a Fortune 100 company in high tech for the past 16 years. I'm, I'm still there today. So because I've changed careers, I've changed industries, I've changed job roles, I just kept getting asked by, by friends, by family members, by friends of friends, you know, how do, how do you do that? How do you change? How do you switch? How do you rebrand? Um, and I was always, you know, more than happy to help them with their resume and interviewing and things like that. And then um, one day I just had the notion, you know, maybe I should just put it in a book and, um, you know, touch more people that way. And so that's, that's really how it, how it just kind of kicked off into a journey. And I look at it like I'm, I'm on my own journey. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not an expert on career. I, I don't, I don't know if anybody is. I'm, I'm learning as I go. I've, I've had a few setbacks and, um, I've had to, I've had to figure it out. Kind of interesting journey you have there. There's this thing I believe that whatever experiences or challenges that we go through, it serves as, as lessons or learnings that we can use to help other people go through the same struggles we are facing or we did face. Mm, yeah, isn't that amazing that if you're if you're open to it, after you get through that tornado what I call a setback, and you're able to look back and glean glean lessons from it, glean whatever it is that you were supposed to learn. If if you're able to do that, it's so powerful for yourself. And then like you just said, Bernard, you, you can share it. You can share it with, with other people and, and help them through a similar experience. Now, let's look at this expert of you starting as a dicks jockey. Um, which which skill of yours got into that? A couple of stations TV as a as a DJ. It's interesting, a lady DJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was funny. You know, I went to school um, in college. I, I got a degree in broadcasting, but my vision was to go and be a um, a writer for the news. I wanted to um, be like a writer or a producer in television news. But what happened? It was the funniest thing. I was an intern at the college radio station. And 
at the end of the semester, it was like three days before I was graduating, the student at the radio station on campus, he was the uh, operations manager. He called everybody in for an exit interview. And I had a one-on-one with him, and he told me that I was the worst disc jockey that he had ever heard and that nobody in Arizona would ever hire me. <laughs> and I was I was, I was, was flabbergasted. Oh. I was so discouraged. I, I cried for like three days. I mean, I was Ooh. so mortified. And then after three days of crying, all of a sudden, I just got a little mad, and I thought – I'm I'm determined now. I'm I'm actually I'm going to be a disc jockey and I will get hired in Arizona. So I actually started out on that journey out of spite. <laughs> and I I I did get hired and then I got promoted and promoted and I actually ended up being um a morning disc jockey. Uh, which is prime time and having being one of the few women in the in the United States to have my own morning show at that time. So wow. I, I'm very thankful. I'm very thankful and grateful <laughs> for that experience and that conversation because it set me on this wild career that I never would have anticipated. Oh, wow, that that's that's so true. There are lessons to be learned from this, even for people listening to us at this very moment. That whatever challenges you may face or you had faced, you can turn it around by thinking more positive light into that. Because we hadn't had that conversation, and he hadn't said that, I don't think he would have been uh, pursued that um, journey till being now. It really no. challenged you. Yeah, he did. He really challenged me. And I think that's a lot about life. You know, when you have those challenging moments, do you just throw your confidence away and say, okay, you know, that, that person's right and, and, uh, just live in a small world feeling insecure? Or do you say, hey, I don't, I don't think that's right. I, actually, I, I think I can do this if I want to. You know, I had a, I had a really powerful moment with a friend one time, and um, I was going through a difficult time. I can't remember what it was, but I was just going through a difficult time in my career. And she said, um, who, who is that company or who is that person to determine your future, mm. to determine your career path, to, to change your dreams, to change your goals? Who is that person that you, you know, the, interv- the, the universe brought into your world for, uh, you know, three months <laughs> Who is that person to do that? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that that is the bounce back attitude. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're not, mindset is everything. Your mindset is everything. Who you believe, how you tell your story, how you tell your story to yourself, how you tell your story to others, how you tell your story to hiring managers. Your mindset is everything. I, I truly believe that. Sherry, let, let's look at uh, having been coaching people and helping people, I mean, fit in the career, career change and all this. Let's look at, I think one of the most common challenges people may experience is they, they, don't, they don't even know which career best fit them or which career can they thrive in. What has been your, I mean, how do you deal with such situations with your clients? Yeah, I think that if you are, are let's say, in your 20s and maybe you've, you've only had one or two jobs, um, I think giving yourself permission to go out and try different things and see what you like, see what you're passionate about, see what makes your heart pound. 
And you can also see what you don't like. I mean, that's great information too. You can, you can see what, uh, company culture you fit with and you can see what company cultures don't allow, uh, align to your personal values. And, and so just giving yourself permission to try all different things, I think is important. If you're, if you, if you have your own company, you know, it's working with clients and seeing who, who do you love to work with? What, what are those clients that you love to work with? What are their traits? What are their ambitions? What are their goals? How are you helping them? Um, and you can also see what kinds of clients don't you mm. like working with, you know, that drain you of energy. All of that is great information. And then I think it's, it's really when you're in your thirties, really figuring out, okay, let's get serious now. How do I want to spend my eight hours a day? Or 10 hours a day or 12 hours a day. You know, what type of people do I want to work with? What, what type of product do I want to be selling or what kind of services, you know, and really honoring that in yourself, really honoring that and, and looking for that type of environment and that type of culture and that type of management style and those types of clients, really looking for that. And I, I do believe that there are always opportunities. I mm. really do. I really believe there are always opportunities. Um, I believe that there are three kinds of opportunities. Mm. Those, those that just come to us, you know, they're just given to us, which is great. We all love those. I think that there are opportunities that come to us and we just, we just reject them. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, I can't do that. Oh, no, no, no. I've never done that before. I wouldn't be able to do that. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't have time to do that. You know, I mean, without even thinking, without even, Without even processing, maybe this is actually an opportunity, a path that you need to explore. It happens so often. Mm. Just automatically thinking, no. So challenging yourself. So not automatically rejecting an opportunity, really exploring that. That's the second kind of opportunity. And then the third kind of opportunity is those that are uncovered, those that we need to go discover, those that we need to um, go ask. You know, you do it all the time, Bernard. You, you do it all the time, asking people, asking Seth Godin, asking people, you know, would you like to be on my show? Mm-hmm. I would love to interview you. Mm-hmm. You're uncovering opportunities, and each one of those interactions could lead to something else. Mm-hmm. You're a great role model for that. Thank you for that. Now, the, the second kind of opportunity that also caused me to think, especially graduate students, after school they might have their eyes set on specific companies to work with, and they mm-hmm. find out that they are not getting employed in such companies. They might not want to take any other job that comes their way. How do you handle such? What is your advice to them? Yeah, I actually had a great mentor a few years ago, and she told me a story which was very powering to me. And she said that she was she was working um, at this Fortune 100 company, and her her manager, her boss, was going to take off for three months, and so she wanted to step in and fill that role for three months. She mm-hmm. wanted that assignment, uh-huh. and she talked to him, and right before he left, he actually gave uh, the position to one of her peers, so she didn't get it. And she was crushed. And about five days later, like the, the day before he was actually, her manager was actually going to leave. For some reason, that peer couldn't take over that assignment. And so her boss came to her and said, hey, I really, I really want you to step in and take this assignment. 
And so she thought to herself, dang, you know, I wasn't your first choice. You know, I wanted to be your first choice. And then she thought, well, who cares? You know, I really, my whole focus, my whole goal was to get this assignment. It came to me. Who cares how it came to me? The fact is the universe brought it to me. So I'm going to grab onto it. And I thought that was really, really powerful. So you might have your heart set on this particular company and maybe company B offers you a position. Well, look at it. Is it, is it the position that you want? If it's the position that you want, then take company B, take it, grab it. It's, it's an opportunity right there. One of the, one of the principles that I try to live my life by is follow the positive energy, follow the positive energy. And if somebody wants you, if somebody's asking for you, if somebody will, you know, pay you, then go in, use it as a learning experience. Learn everything you can. Grow your skills, strengthen your skills, learn new skills. Put it on your resume. And then after six months, a year, if you want to look for another job, then, you know, maybe start doing that. But I'm just a big believer on follow that positive energy. Are there any specific guidelines on helping people to switch from one career or job to the other what are some of the few things they might need to consider Mm. you know one thing is in order to actually switch careers and go from one career to another like i did you know radio Mm -hmm. tv high tech and all that you need to be able to find that common thread to tell your story to a hiring manager so that you're not just saying, yeah, I was a disc jockey, but now I'm really interested in high tech. You know, they're going to think, well, that's a pretty big leap and good luck with that. Yeah. So you need to be able to tell this, this common thread. Um, so maybe, maybe you just really love marketing. Um, you know, for me, I was able to say I, I, I loved being a disc jockey, but I really loved writing the radio commercials. I really loved promoting the events. And I was able to show I had pieces of marketing and that helped me get into television. And then when I wanted to leave radio and television and get into a Fortune uh, 100 company, I actually went to American Express and I was mm-hmm. able to, to, to build that story, that common thread uh, of marketing. And that's, that's the position I went into. I was a regional marketing director and that's how I was able to, to rebrand and, and transition into different industries. Oh, interesting there. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be able to make the puzzle fit. You have to be able to tell a story that's compelling that, um, dives into where you're passionate to show them that I did this very purposefully. Uh, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't actually do it very purposely. You know, I, I took radio just, <laughs> just because someone said I couldn't. So I took radio. I took TV because that really was my passion and that was my training and that was my vision and stuff like that. But, um, as I wanted to get into more of a, a you know, a Fortune 100 company, then I had to really think about, wow, how am I going to tell my story? How am I going to rebrand myself? And so that's, that's how I started learning how, okay, I need to show that I was actually strategic about this and it fits within my strength zone it fits in my passion mm. and i'm i'm equally as passionate as this new job i'm interviewing for so the so the passion bit comes in there when you're looking at what's something you're passionate about it to fit in your career path 
yeah, you got to find something that you're passionate about. You know, let's say that, let's say that you've applied for, I had somebody, uh, I had lunch yesterday and he said that he had applied for nine jobs at this one company and he got turned down for nine jobs hmm. and he got the 10th job. Um, yeah, you, you, you have to be able, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep, keep, keep trying for those opportunities and, in the interview, you need to be able to show that you're passionate about this job. You're mm-hmm. passionate about this job. There was a time where I got turned down for a job, actually, that I was perfect for, if I say so myself. I was perfect for it. <laughs> <laughs> and I so wanted it. I mean, my heart was pounding. I was so excited. I was perfect for it. And I got turned down. And the hiring manager called me and said, Sherry, I'm, you know, I'm really sorry. People on the panel, they really loved you, but, you know, we actually picked somebody else and, you know, here's why he just, you know, he just beat you out on this one particular area. And, um, I was devastated. I was heartbroken. And what I said was, you know, I paused. I took a breath. It was over the phone and, um, I paused. I took a breath and I said, you know, uh, I, I can't remember his name. His name is John or something. I said, you know, John, um, as, as I started, learning about this job role, as I started doing research and learning about you as a manager and your team, I just really got excited about the possibility of working for you. So if anything opens up in your department, I would really be interested in working for you. And he said, wow, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe in nine or 10 months. And I said, yeah, sure. That'd be great. Whatever. And anyway, six days later, six days later, he called me and he said, I have, uh, approval to hire someone. I want to uh, bring you in. Mm. Mm. Oh. Yeah. So be oh. passionate, you know, oh. no matter oh. what you're applying for, no matter what you're applying for, figure out a way to be passionate. I ask presidents of companies. I ask a lot of HR representatives. Uh, I ask a lot of recruiters. Um, is there anything someone can say in the interview that makes you want to hire them? Mm, that's a good question. And the answer is yes. The answer is be passionate about the job and be passionate about the company. Oh. So when you interview, I want you to figure out a very genuine, authentic reason why you're excited about that position, whether it's a, a business analyst or a software developer, or, you know, marketing manager, whatever it is. I want you to talk about how you, you love that type of work. It's exciting. It's challenging to you. And I want you to genuinely talk about why you would be honored to work in that company. Figure out a reason for that. Maybe you know people who work there and they always talk so highly about the company or, or maybe the company is, has just bought another company and is a, a leader in the community. You know, figure out a reason to genuinely talk about that and bring that into your interview. Uh, that, 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 that's, that's a great point there. Not well noted. Great point. What about the other flip side of the whole thing or the other side is you are so passionate about the job or the particular thing that you want to do, but you don't have the requisite skills for it. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. I think a lot of people don't even apply for jobs because they don't meet 100% of the requirements. Mm-hmm. But actually, nobody meets 100% of the requirements. <laughs> the only person who meets 100% of the requirements is the person that's leaving the job. Mm-hmm. So I want you to go ahead and apply. It's funny. Um, 
there have been a couple of jobs. There have been two jobs where I missed the number one requirement. I missed it. I didn't have it at all. Mm. And I had friends or mentors or coaches who encouraged me to apply anyway. One of them was the TV station. So the TV station had a, um, a job opening and it said that you must have had two years of experience, at least two years of experience in TV. And I only had six months and actually that six months doesn't really count. It was an internship and, and they wanted two years of a person in a, you know, a, a real job. So, um, I thought, oh my gosh, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to get this, but I wanted it so bad. I applied and, um, I, I was just able to focus on what I, the value I could bring, the value I could bring. And I, I stayed true to this is the job that I'm passionate about. This is the job I was meant to be in. And I've been in radio, which is kind of similar, you know, it's in the media. So I was kind of, you know, it was a stretch for sure, but mm. I was trying to tell them that I'm used to live radio, talking to people, get out there, being in the community, going to events. And so, um, so I got hired there. And the other time I got hired when I didn't meet the requirements and I'm, I'm still amazed to this day was somebody <laughs> tapped me on the shoulder and said that I should go apply for this really cool job. This is within the company where I am today. I've, I've, I've been there oh, 16 close. years yes. and somebody tapped me on the shoulder and said that I should go apply for this really cool, awesome job. And it was owning all of manager training for the whole company. Mm. And, um, the number one requirement was I had to have been a manager at that company, which makes sense. If you're going to be in charge of manager <laughs> training, you should be a manager. <laughs> and, uh, I called up the person and I said, wow, thank you so much for, you know, bringing this to my, to my attention. And, you know, it sounds like a most awesome job, but I, I, I can't even apply. I've, I haven't been a manager inside Intel. I've been a manager outside of Intel or the company, but not inside the company. And, um, they said, you have to apply. They just believed in me so much. I find it so fascinating when you meet people who believe in yourself so much. <laughs> more than you believe in yourself. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. So I applied and I said, well, okay. And I applied and I got an interview. And sure enough, first question, first question out of the gate, Bernard. Uh, doesn't look like you've been a manager at this company. <laughs> and so I knew they were going to ask the question. That was my biggest weakness. So I was ready. And, and what I said was something like, that's true. I haven't been a, a manager inside this company. I've been a manager outside the company, but not inside. And I said, but, um, but I've been leading teams. I've been a team leader for the past eight years. And so instead of leading by authority, I've learned to lead by influence. Mm. Oh. So I think, I think, I, you know, I want you as, as, as your career coach, you know, all of your listeners that, that listen to you, Bernard, as their career coach, I want them to apply. I also want them to be realistic and think about what, what are the, uh, skills or experiences that they don't match. And that's okay. Just think of how you're going to respond to that if they ask you that in the interview. Uh. It's such a powerful point, well noted. Uh, I look at the fact that yeah, no one really qualifies hundred percent for the job. No. No, no, no. No, no, no. It's true. It's true. So just, just be confident in the skills that you do have. Be confident if it's 
60% of the qualifications you match, that's okay. Bring your confidence. Bring your self-assurance. Be confident in that 60%. And then maybe talk about another 20 or 30% of skills that you have that aren't even met, you know, that aren't even in that job description. Maybe they're interested in that. Those are bonus skills. I call those bonus skills. <laughs> I love what you say, though, in your book, Rebrand. I, I love um, I love your book, by the way, Bernard Clive. Uh, thank you. Thank I was you, so uh, impressed with it. I gave it five stars. Oh, uh, thank you. I'm grateful. I, <laughs> I love how you how you talk about though though um, you know no matter how many albums are sold by Lady Gaga and Sarkozy and and Kirk Franklin that they will never appeal to everyone. Mm. It's okay to be different. It's okay to have special gifts and talents. It's okay to be nichey. It's what I call it, nichey. Uh-huh. And I. I want you to be niche, and I think you, I think this is where you and I align so beautifully. Yeah, that's so I, true. I want you to be niche because that's that's when you stand out. It's beautiful to be unique and and honor those special skills and talents that you have, and the right people will be drawn to that. The right people, I like that. The right yeah, the right people. Follow that positive energy. That's where you're supposed to go. So, so sometimes people are too afraid to be themselves or to mm-hmm. uh, to follow their own unique path because yeah. of society and the influence of others. Hmm, that's sad. That makes my heart sad. Mm. It's true. It's true, though. We, you know, we get beaten up. I, th- I think that it's easy to think that there are some people who have really pretty career paths. You know, it's been perfect. They've they've climbed the ladder of success, and they have all this money and influence. It's easy to think that, but I, I really believe I'm I'm learning as a career coach that everybody has setbacks. Everybody has bumps and bruises, and I think that the difference between those successful people and those who are not successful is that when the successful people hit a setback, they very quickly bounce back. They dust themselves off. They say, okay, well, that didn't feel very good. But, um, you know, where's my next goal? Where's the next mountain to climb? And they start moving forward. And then they fall down. They get up. They dust themselves off. And they keep moving forward. And, you know, the other people who are not successful, after they get bumped and bruised, they just, they stay down. They say, God, that, that didn't feel very good. They don't find it um, in them to keep going. They they let somebody else deter their career. Mm. I think careers. I think we're not meant to be stagnant in our career. I think we're meant to be um, fluid. We're meant to bounce and stretch and grow and fall down and get up and bounce again and stretch and grow and flex our professional muscles. Mm-hmm. If, if only people get to really understand and buy into that, that yeah, we are, we, we are, we are supposed to be fluid, not to static. Um, that we, we can switch jobs, we can move along. Yes, not static. Yes, I agree. I agree. I had a, an interesting client about eight months ago in um, Kenya, oh. and uh, I went to I went to, I went over to Kenya for a month and. Um, one of the places I visited was a slum, and I met a very interesting young man, and um, his name's Wiki. And he, uh, 
grew up in the slum and he got a, an education from Kenya University and supply chain management. And then he was able to get an internship and it was in a hotel and he was responsible for the, uh, deliveries of the food for the restaurant. And he did that for about six months and then, and then the internship was over and they gave the internship for, to, to another college student and, uh, cause mm. he had graduated. Yeah, he had graduated. And so anyway, he was in between jobs. And so we met and I uh, was trying to help him. And so a couple things that we focused on as I looked at his resume and <clears throat> he actually had tremendous leadership skills that were not even on his resume. And so, for example, he had been on a, on a football team and he was captain and it was the first time that the team had ever gone to, um, like nationals, you know, or, or made it really big. And I said, include this on your resume, include leadership on your resume, whether it's a sports team or, um, a charity or a church, you know, if you have a leadership position, Put that, put that on your, put that on your resume, put that on your CV. And then the other thing is he had listed out the responsibilities of his job, but I, 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 I want you to focus on not responsibilities. I want you to focus on results. Sure. I want you to quantify what you do in terms of dollars and numbers and percentages. That makes you unique and different. So for example, mm. He wrote down, um, something like, I can't remember exactly, but it was something like, you know, um, worked with vendors on food truck deliveries, um, you know, made sure the produce, uh, was high quality. You know, he wrote down things like that. And what I asked him to do is quantify that. So what was the budget of food every week? Mm hmm. And so we figured it out and it was something like in Kenya shillings, it was something like a million, a, min, a million Kenya shillings. <laughs> so it's like, okay. And you did that for how long? You know, and it was like 42 weeks. Okay. So now you can say that you manage 42 mil, million Kenya shillings budget over six months. Mm -hmm. Now it's looking profound. Yeah. So dollars, numbers, percentages. That's how to stand out and show leadership. Awesome. Great strategy there. That clarified and, and niched, niched, um, hair right away. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm happy to say that, uh, he just, he, he wrote to me last month and he got a really good job. So, uh. so all things are possible. Even if you're living in a slum, you know, uh, just there are some opportunities. We just have to, you know, it's, I, I fully believe that we all get stuck in our career. I get stuck. In my career, there are probably times, Bernard, that you might get stuck. Yeah. And, and I think everybody gets stuck and that's okay, but it's not okay to stay stuck. Right. Reach out to people, reach out to coaches, reach out to mentors, start talking, talking about what you want to do. I'd really love to find a job in supply chain management or I'd really love to find a job in, uh, radio or to, you know, talk about what you want to be doing. And those words, that energy, that vibration will reach the right people. Mm -hmm. I believe true. that. I really believe that as well. Too. I really believe that. I believe that.
That's the one thing I really want your listeners to know is that there are always opportunities. There, there, there are, there are always opportunities. We have to sometimes go ex- discover and explore them and, and sometimes make them happen, sometimes create them. But, but if there are doors that are closing, you know, look for a door that'll be opening. Hmm. Look for a door that will be opening. Sometimes we look too much, uh, too long at a closed door and worrying ourselves about that. While there are lots of opportunities, like you say, available to us. Yeah, that's so easy to do. It's just stay in that funk and look at that door that's been closed. <laughs> that's so true. I and I do think we do need to allow ourselves, you know, a small period of time to to mourn the grief. You know, to mourn the grief that 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 door has closed. Um, but really, that's only a couple of days. And then we have to start getting our mindset on, okay, okay, that's gone. But there's something else out there for me. There's something else out there. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Uh, Sherry, can you, can you share some few pointers from your books with us? Uh, as um, the listening ones who might know the books you have available and... Sure, sure. One of them, my first book is uh, Career Smart, Five Steps to a Powerful Personal Brand. brand. Yeah. So uh, that's that's giving um, five steps on a powerful personal brand and how do you create a brand and and who should you share that brand with? Um, I really believe in not just networking, but, I, you know, that just that actually the, the notion of networking just scares me. It puts a knot in my stomach. It makes me nervous. <laughs> It makes me think, who am I supposed to be networking with? You know, I don't have time to be networking with the whole wide world. So I really, I really uh, focus and narrow that down into networking strategically. And I talk about career influencers, which is what I call them. And those are who you should be seeking out. Those are who you should be spending time with, career influencers. And then uh, what you talk about so well and you role model, Bernard, is, you know, how do you, how do you promote that personal brand how do you market mm. yourself and one of the one of the strategies that i talk about on managing your personal brand is is springboarding the art of springboarding and that is <clears throat> do you know what a springboard is bernard it's like a diving board yeah, yeah. on a swimming pool a diving board mm. yeah so it's using a win some you know some kind of accomplishment some kind of success success Using that to springboard to another success. Using, you know, sometimes we, we get a win and we think, oh, cool. Yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, people like me, you know. <laughs> you just kind of sit back and relax. It's like, no, don't sit back and relax. That is not the time to sit back and relax. Use that. Start talking to people about, about that. Think about what's your next goal. Start talking mm-hmm. about your next goal. You know, it's like a, a ladder. You keep, keep, keep stepping up. Keep stepping up. Yeah. So that's that. That's the career smart book. And then the next book was the book that actually won uh, best career book in 2013 by the Indie Book Awards. And that book is called The Bounce Back. And it's personal stories of bouncing back higher and faster after a layoff or a reorg or a career setback. And I, I interviewed over a hundred professionals and I, I narrowed it down to 14, 14 stories and uh, everybody tells their own stories. And I, I, I just picked people from, you know, different industries, different, different ages, different 
jobs, just a great cross section of diversity. And I just asked them, tell me about the deepest, darkest day in your career. Mm-hmm. But most importantly, I, I was interested in the follow-up question, which is, and how did you bounce back from that? Right. So it's full of just really rich, great strategies and stories. And, and I wrote it because I wrote it because a few years ago, the economy just everywhere in Africa and in the Americas, everywhere, it was just so bad and people were having such a tough time getting a job. And I wanted to put something positive out in the universe. Mm. I wanted to put something positive. So no matter what you're facing, there would be a story. There would be one person in the book that, that you could really relate to and learn from and start implementing those strategies. Wow. Like the positive spirit you churn out every now and then. <laughs> I do have I do have a gift for your listeners. The um oh. I, I put on my website uh, a free video training series called 15 Clever Ways to Get More Job Offers. Wow, 15 Clever Ways to Get More Job Offers. Yeah, uh, that's on my website, and your your listeners can, can grab that, download that, like, immediately today. So that's at careercoaching360.com. That's careercoaching360.com. Okay, I'll do that. So go to careercoaching360.com and get this yeah. free resource from Sherry Thomas now. I'll, I'll put the link in the show notes as well too. It's great. Are, are we expecting more books from you? <laughs> <laughs> are you expecting more books from me, Bernard? <laughs> um, I, I. Uh, well, gosh, haven't you written 20? I'm so amazed by that. <laughs> Is it 20 that you've written? Yeah, 25 now. 25! Aren't you exhausted? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little tired after writing just two. I don't know how you do it. I'm so amazed and impressed by that, Bernard. You really are the guru of personal branding. You're my guru of personal <laughs> I might, I might, yeah. I think, I think I am going to write a third book. I think I am going to write a third book, probably in the next year or two. We'll be looking forward to that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's on the way. It's in my head. <laughs> <laughs> At one point in time, I thought someone asked, "Are you going to write the next book?" I said, "No." I said, "Anyway, some way, somehow, content comes, so I will write a book." <laughs> Is that what you believe? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's just great discipline. That's great discipline. And I've learned not to waste any experience or challenges I go through and the lessons I pick along so that I, I use them as part of my experience and also writing my books too because every single day there's something to learn from somewhere, somewhere, and even your own challenges to serve as something that somebody might need to you as well. Wow. That's so beautiful. That's so, that's so powerful. That's so healthy to use every experience to learn something from. I so believe that. I, I so believe that too. And sometimes, sometimes the pain, it hurts so much that you have to give it time mm, mm. before you can really look back and say, okay, what can I learn from this? You know, sometimes the pain is just so fresh and so deep. deep. Yeah, you have to give it time. But yeah. I believe the same as you. I believe that that we were meant to go through that. I try to I, I have the mindset that things happen for us mm. and not 
to us. Like that. For us, yeah. to us. Like yeah, that. it happens for me, not to me. Because I used to think that, I used to think that, you know, I don't know, it, things happen to me and it's, it's kind of a victim mentality and, you know, why is this happening and I don't deserve it. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> but when you change your mindset, I change my mindset to things are happening for me. What if this is happening for me? Mm. I like to I like to think of that question. What if this is happening for, for me? me? Wow, that's empowering, empowering thoughts. That's deeply empowering thoughts. I'd love to do an exercise right now with okay. you, Bernard, and your, okay. and your listeners. If you're if you're into that, just, a, right. just a quick exercise. Just do a quick exercise. Okay, Ready. and you can tell you can tell me what you think. Okay, so um, you need a piece of paper and a pencil, or or you know you can grab your cell phone if you have an app. You know you can take notes on, or um, you know your computer. You can take notes on, but just something you can write. You can write down. Okay. Okay, you ready? Yeah, ready. And I'm gonna do the, I'm gonna do this too. So, I want you to write down the name, the first name, of someone who you just really, really respect and admire. Oh. Someone who you would ultimately love to get connected with. Uh, maybe collaborate with that person or, or work for that person. Um, it could be someone at your work. It could be someone outside of your work. And I, I don't want you to think about, well, I, that would never happen. You know, don't let your brain get in the way. But mm. um, just ultimately someone that you really ultimately admire. And now I want you to write down one. I want you to write down three words or phrases that you would use to describe that person. Okay. Just write down three words or phrases that you would use to describe that person. Okay. okay, so in the spirit of sharing, um, I wrote down a name, and the words, or the phrases that I wrote down right now, I said, um, I think she's scary smart, <laughs> um, very genuine, and I wrote down thought leader. Um, would you mind sharing a couple of words or phrases that you wrote down? A white intelligence, I would change maker, kind. Oh, change maker and kind. Oh, great. Okay, good, 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 good. Okay, now, now, I want to flip that, and I want, I want you to write down the name of someone who, who, you just do not respect and admire. You just do not want the universe to put you with this person in any way. You do not want to work with this person. Uh, you, you, you know, just puts a knot in your stomach. And, and again, it, it could be anybody. It could be, it, it could be anybody. And then I want you to write down the name or a uh, one word, let's say three words or phrases that you would use to describe that person. Um, let's see. Okay. Uh, so in the spirit of sharing, I wrote, um, you know, this is kind of harsh, but th this is the exercise. So I wrote, um, I think that from my perspective, I think that he is very self-centered. 
uh, or self-serving. Um, I think he doesn't really care about his team, and I think he doesn't really care about his company. So, Bernard, could you share a couple of words or phrases that you wrote okay. down? I wrote one, uh, unproductive, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, prideful, and pride, and worst of all, poor. Mm. Mm, yeah. So. Great. Thank you. Okay. So this, this is personal branding. Mm. This is personal branding right here. Mm. Exactly. Right so what, what do people think of when they think of you? you? What does your manager think of when he or she thinks of you? What, what, a, what their manager, what does their manager think of when they think of you? What are your customers think of? Are they thinking prideful and unproductive? Or are they thinking genuine and scary smart and thought leader? You know, um, it's, it's a big thought because they are thinking something. They are thinking something. I actually had this question pop into my mind. What do people think of when they think of me? Mm-hmm. Um, when I was laid off. And I had that question pop into my mind. I thought, wow, what a big question. And I don't, you know, I didn't like that question. It, it upset me. What do people think of when they think of me? And so I, I didn't answer it. I just dismissed it. And the more I dismissed it in my mind, the more it kept coming back, just louder and louder and louder. And, and after like a week, I think I was more irritated at that question than I was at the thought of being laid off. And I remember being in my kitchen and I, I, I slammed my hand down on the kitchen counter and I thought, what is my problem with that question? And there was a voice inside me that said, just answer it. And I thought, well, okay, I, I guess I don't think they thought too highly of me or I wouldn't have been laid off. Okay, fine. You know, maybe, maybe not. But what happened was then it freed up my mind to ask the flip side of that question, mm. which is, what do I want people to think of when they think of me? And I liked that question. That question gave me some control. And that question helped me start thinking about my personal brand and what are those characteristics and behaviors that I want to role model in my next job, in the next company. And that's what really kind of started me along the, the, the way of becoming very, like, very sensitive to my personal brand. What am I giving off? Wow. What are you giving off? Powerful. Thank you for this exercise. I, I, I believe and I hope that listeners who occasionally re-examine themselves through these eyes, through this question, that what people think of you when they, your name is mentioned or when your thought comes to mind and how are you going to make sure you are being represented or being seen in more uh, a positive light. Bernard. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so as we round up, um, I always ask, what would be your billion-dollar advice to the world in the area of career and branding? Did you ask what would be my billion dollar advice? Yeah. Wow. I have never been asked that. You ask such amazing questions, Bernard. <laughs> Thank you. I, I do think uh, mindset is everything. Mindset is mindset everything. Mindset is everything. If you want it to happen, it'll happen. It, it, it might not happen in the exact way you want it to happen 
mindset. Is ever the way you think, the way you think about your past experiences, the way you tell that story to yourself, the way you tell that story to others, the way you tell that story to hiring managers. You know, you can go into an interview and you can say, yeah, I love my job, but um, my boss and I just didn't get along and uh, he didn't think I was adding value even though I was trying 100% and he laid me off. You can say that or you can say, you know what, I had this awesome job I was with this great company. I learned so much. I learned how to, uh, you know, create a, a great marketing campaign. I learned about social media. I learned about podcasting. I'm so grateful for that experience and I'm ready to, to continue and keep learning about that and adding value to the next company I go to. Mm. So it's your mindset. It's how you tell that, that story, that narrative. Empowering and very powerful. Well, I don't know if it's a billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it's S. It's S. It's S. My brother went to um, Ghana a few years ago. I have not had the pleasure uh -huh. of, going, of going there. I don't know if he went to Akira or not, but he just he loved he loved the the people. He loved the festival. He loved the music. Yeah, I have to go there. We'll be glad to host you here. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. That would be a real, a real honor yeah, and a real yeah. privilege. Yeah, maybe we can collaborate on something together. Yeah, yeah. thinking about that. It, it sure will happen. Some way, somehow. Excellent. Let's make it happen. Sure. Thank you very much for your insight and wisdom shared to the universe. Be grateful. <laughs> thank you, Bernard. It has really been a true privilege and an, and an honor to speak to you today. Yeah, same here. You're full of energy, fun, and zeal. I love that. <laughs> I, lo I love yours, too. I love yours, too. It's good synergy we have. Great. And, Sherry, if there's anything that you might want to say to the uh, listening audience, you can do so. If I skip anything, you might gladly share something or say something to them. Um, I believe in you. That's all I want to say. I absolutely believe in you. I absolutely believe in you. Wow. wow, very powerful. So thanks, and listeners, go to careercoaching360.com and get your free resource from Sherry Thomas. Thank you. Thank you again, and uh, thanks to everyone listening. Thank you so much. My guest today has been Sherry Thomas, a career strategist, international speaker, and award-winning author and, and of Career Coaching 360. If you need any other resources or you want to contact Sherry, Thomas, go to careercoaching3c.com or just Google Sherry Thomas. I am too. I am too. Thanks a million, Bernard. Yeah. It's a pleasure I treasure. All right. So at this time, I want to recommend my latest book. So check it on Amazon.com today. Visit it. Amazon.com slash author slash Bernard Kelvin. The best is yours. <laughs>